Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. On July 5th, between the hours of 8 and 10 in the morning and 12 and 2 uh, in the nighttime, uh, the podcast will not be available. Uh, Spotify is going to be doing maintenance on the on the website so uh, it will be unavailable at least at between those hours once again on july 5th between 8 and 10 in the morning and 12 and 2 in the nighttime uh, it won't be available so just in case you try it and it's not working that will be the reason why so we want to welcome you to the program today as we read from the book of galatians chapter 5 verse 18 getting back to the spirit and the law, as we had been talking about the spirit and the flesh. But if you be led by the spirit, and we can put there the spirit of God. Now, some some individuals translate it, if you be led by your spirit, being led by the Holy Spirit. Well, that's one way to look at it. But if you be led by the spirit of God, you are not under the law. We had also uh, learned That those that walk in love fulfill the law. It says in verse number 19. Now the works of the flesh. Notice the flesh, the things that it does are considered works. Versus what is done and accomplished through the spirit is called fruit. It says now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, uh, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, rivalings, and of such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the past time, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And of course, We understand that people that are not born again, you can see the manifestation of these works of the flesh in their lives. Uh, The only problem with this is even though a Christian has been saved, they have been delivered because of failing to understand the workings of the Spirit in their life, their minds not having been renewed, can fall into any of these things back again, not because they have a sin nature in them that wants to do it, but because they have not understood how God has already dealt with us and uh, they allow temptation when temptation comes. uh, According to James in chapter number uh, one, the scripture is very clear. Number one, it's not God tempting us. It's not God uh, putting the thing in front of us. But we ourselves are tempted, according to what it says, when things are put before us, uh, the, the, the desire that should not be there, it, this is the way it puts it in James 1.13. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot Be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. 
But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Now, the only way that lust are going to be there is if the mind has not been renewed and the mind continues to go back to the the past. Remember, uh, according to Galatians, the the fight between the flesh and 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 the spirit is that there are lusts, there are desires. Well, the desires have to be changed. And as we present our bodies as a living sacrifice unto God and have our mind renewed, the desires are changed. But as long as we allow ourselves to allow our eyes and our ears and our mouth and our nose and our five senses to be lured by uh, that which is forbidden, we can see Adam and Eve when they were tempted in the garden. They weren't sinners. But when the different avenues the woman saw, the woman heard what the serpent had to say and believed it, uh, the, women, the woman said, I will be or we will be wise, we will be like God. See, it, it all boiled down to they were not sinners at that point, but they fell because of how they chose when lust came in, lust came in through the avenues of the looking, the hearing, the seeing, and they were tempted. But then there's also the things of the mind where the devil can throw things for fame and power and glory and honor and prestige uh, to make one proud. Pride was basically the downfall of Lucifer, the devil as we know him today. And pride is the downfall of many individuals uh, because they do not recognize the workings of the enemy in their lives. It says in James chapter 1, verse 14, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And it says in 15, And when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, it brings forth death. Now, that takes us back to what we had been talking earlier. And that is, we had made mention that the, the desires of, uh, or, or Galatians, what's, uh, be not deceived, uh, for God cannot be mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. See, we're sowing to the flesh. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit life everlasting. So we have once again the contrast of these two things. If we sow a thought, good or bad, we're going to reap an action, good or bad. If we sow an action, good or bad, we're going to reap a habit, good or bad. If we sow that habit, we're going to reap a lifestyle. If we sow a lifestyle, we are going to reap a destiny, whether it is good or whether it is bad. The point being here, 
that our thoughts, our actions, our lifestyle, our habits are a result of a continual practice. Whether it's wrong, if if a person doesn't learn how to walk right or chew properly, uh, eventually uh, these actions become a habit. We talk about people that smoke and people that get drunk or drink or people that do all kinds of sorts of illegal stuff, both against man and against God. And their habits, we talked about the individual, we talked about the individual that likes to uh, steal a kleptomaniac. Uh, Basically, he just likes to put things in his or her pocket and walk out without paying them. See, it started out with the thought. It converted into an action. Remember, when sin has fully accomplished its work, the end result is going to be from what we have sown, we are going to reap. It says the flesh is going to reap corruption. The spirit is going to reap life everlasting. Now, as we continue to look along these lines and, and, and look at it, An entire destiny, if it is not changed, when the Word of God comes and we allow that thought to be expanded and understand it in our lives and act upon it, uh, repent, ye sinners, or turn to God, or call upon me uh, while he is yet near, uh, any of these things, that, that, that results in an action. And we continue to read and study as we are born again and saved the Word of God. And that Word begins to form in us a prayer habit or a habit of prayer. And then I like what uh, Mario Murillo said one time. He said, some people have a prayer life and other people have a life of prayer. What's the difference? One is just a habit. The other one is a lifestyle. What's the difference between that? The difference is that a a prayer life means that I pray on a regular basis. But a life of prayer means that I'm praying all the time. And there is a big difference. And of course, there'll be a big difference uh, as far as what the destiny is also reaped. And the rewards. But if we are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And we already said what the works of the law are. In verse 22 of Galatians chapter 5, it says, But the fruit, not the works, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. If you notice these things, Love, joy, and peace, they are not of the five senses. The five senses are not included or needed uh, to love God or to uh, have joy or to have peace. It is of the spirit. It's of the inner man. Just as long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. They are not of the natural man. They are not of the flesh. These things are of the spirit. And they are developed in us as we yield. And the life of Jesus, just like on the vine, 
The sap flows through the vine and the fruit grows on the vine. Eventually it reaches the point of being harvested. But the vine doesn't have to struggle. The branches don't have to struggle. It's just a matter of the flowing of that life. Well, we have received the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We're no longer under the spirit of, of sin and death, but under the spirit of life so that that fruit can grow in our lives. And you can see it in people. You can see it in other people. You can see the tranquility, the peace, or the joy, or the love that they have, or how they are long-suffering when it comes to others, how they're gentle uh, with other individuals, how they portray uh, a vast amount of goodness, uh, whether it's through hospitality or many other ways, and how their faith is one that is unwavering, is constantly uh, on a solid foundation. Then we have meekness, temperance. <clears throat> temperance, we can call that self-control. As, as it is said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, of self-control, of temperance. It says, against such there is no law. Once again, these nine uh, things that are identified as the fruit of the Spirit, there is no law against long-suffering. There's no law against gentleness. There's no law against goodness, no law against faith. Remember, those that are faith, those that are of faith, must live by faith, must walk by faith. And that is the righteous. The righteous shall live by faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. And then it says in verse 24, Galatians 5, 24, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So let's get back to this final thought. If I am in Christ and Christ is in me, and I have done what Galatians chapter 6 says, I have crucified, I, I reckon myself having died with Christ, having been crucified with him, buried and raised into newness of life. Then it says that the affections and the lust of the flesh have been crucified. They're dead. And they have to stay dead. And we have to, on a daily basis, consider these things dead. If you ever uh, go visit a cemetery, it doesn't matter how much we talk to who's ever buried there. It doesn't matter whether we say something good or bad. We're not going to get a response back because the individual body is dead. They're gone. It's the same thing. Our flesh has been crucified on the cross with Christ. We're to recognize that and uh, live and think that way and allow the Holy Spirit as we walk with him on a daily basis and live in the Spirit. Then ultimately we reach a place where there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but walk after the Spirit. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. 
our Redeemer and redemption draw near. Amen.